Hello and welcome to Nested Folders, a productivity podcast about how work gets done and how to try and feel good about that. I'm Scotty Jackson and joined as always by the lovely, talented and ever productive Rosemary Orchard. Hi, Rose. How are you? Hi, thank you for raising the bar yet again. I'm, I'm delighted to be back. <laughs> Just trying to keep up with you, really. Well, let's see what happens, because uh, you, you had a great idea for, for today's episode, and in fact, possibly several more episodes in the future, not necessarily consistently, um, but we, we've come up with an idea, or you've come up with an idea, and I think it's awesome. Well, I, I thought it was, I wanted to springboard off of our last episode where we talked about the GTD two-minute rule, and that's the the getting things done idea of when something shows up, you get it done right away if it's going to take less than two minutes, and us you know, just kind of grappling with that a little bit. And I thought it would be interesting to dive a little bit deeper into the um, GTD cinematic universe of the five phases of workflow. Uh, and so for the uninitiated, what we're talking about is the getting things done method, where, uh, yes, there are five phases of workflow that say that you capture and or collect the things that come into your world. You clarify or process them into meaning uh, about what that action is. You organize that into some sort of meaningful reminder so that it shows up when you need it. You review what you have organized on a regular basis so you understand what is where, and then you engage with or do your actions at the appropriate time. Is that about, is that about right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely is. Um, and I think uh, the, it might be important for some people uh, that we take a moment to say that neither Scotty or I are necessarily, uh, you know, qualified in the GTD methodology. There are indeed qualifications that you can do for this stuff. But these are our personal experiences with what we're doing with these with these stages. Because with every system, it might be a perfect system for somebody else, but you have to adapt it to suit your needs. So that's what we're going to be talking about in these episodes. That's a great catch. Yeah, this is the perspective of longtime practitioners, not necessarily certified trainers. Yes, which is kind of scary because I realized last episode, I've been using GTD for over 10 years now. It's terrifying. That's amazing. I mean, to be fair, I started using it at school. Um, I was that kind of nerdy kid. I had the glasses as well. I'm actually wearing glasses right now, um, which I'm possibly thinking about it. The glasses I wore in school, I had them reglazed a couple of years ago. Um, but yeah, so we're both that kind of nerdy. Uh, but that's yes, okay. That's right. It's good fun. It is. I, I, I started using GTD 15 years ago. I was introduced to it. And I can remember very vividly planning uh, our wedding. Uh, on multicolored index cards and using a hipster PDA and all of the great accoutrements that came with uh, a 2005 version of a GTD productivity yes. system before I had a supercomputer in my pocket that would also show me cat videos. Well, I mean, the cat videos are an important part of the internet. I'm, and I'm pleased to hear that you managed to use GTD on your wedding because uh, I know sometimes finding finding somebody else that will work with you with this stuff or acknowledge that, okay, this person seems to have a system can be a bit tricky. Um, but that's mm -hmm. something that we can work with. And the first place to get started with that, at least for me and you, is capture. That's right. So this is the first phase of workflow is is capture or in the older uh, GTD parlance, this was called collect. Yeah. Um, and so this is effectively um, exactly as it sounds, uh, making some sort of record for future reference about things that come into your sphere of awareness. So when we talk about capture or collect, what does that mean for you, Rose? Uh, for me, capture is essentially get this thing out of my brain into a system where I can then come back later and process it. Uh, it is not 
necessarily getting something into my task manager. They can actually be two separate things, but I just need to get it into a place that is not inside of my head because inevitably I try and stuff too many things in my head. And at some point it kind of flows out the other ear, which is messy and not necessarily a great look for me. What about you, Scotty? I, I think a lot about um, inboxes. I think both both like actual and metaphorical ones. So like, you know, next to my desk, I've got a lovely lime green one into which I throw, you know, index cards on which I write notes uh, mm-hmm. as my like sort of capture spot. But I also think about um, having an awareness of all of the other places that I am automatically capturing things, whether oh, yeah. that's um, at mentions in a Slack workspace or on Twitter, an email inbox, um, any kind of, uh, you know, uh, instant messages or uh, even physical mail, like coming into a mailbox, because that's still a thing that happens mm-hmm. e- even here in the future. Um, we, we, we get mail. And so I think of it as being sort of the sum total of all of that and making sure that that is a working ecosystem of things so that I know that if I don't know where something is, I know where to look. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's it's it. There are natural homes or inroads into my overall system for stuff that isn't in that system yet. Yes, definitely. And you you touched upon this with inboxes. Um, and I do feel that you know, on the one hand, it's very tempting to say, and all of the things that I capture are going to go to this place. But even with the best will in the world, sometimes stuff happens and you you need to be able to capture things in different places. I usually try to capture everything, in my case, to the inbox in OmniFocus, but that doesn't always happen. And so I don't have index cards on my desk. I have a stack, a notepad stack, like those square notepad pieces of paper that you can get. Um, mm-hmm. And I definitely scribble things on that and put them in different places. Um, and, you know, I have different piles for work-related stuff versus personal stuff sometimes. And at the end of the day, I can easily have a nice little stack of bits of paper there, which I need to go through and process. And I create an inbox for myself during the day, and then I, I go through, and that's okay. I'm happy with that. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's okay to create temporary inboxes as well as permanent ones. Um, and especially when I'm getting started with capturing things with you know i've i've recently moved over to the uk and i'm about to move into my new place so i'm gonna end up with a bunch of temporary inboxes because to start with you need to figure out where is all this stuff coming from to allow you to figure out how you're going to capture it effectively because if stuff is coming in you know literally through the letterbox in your front door or into your mailbox outside then having an entirely digital capture system is possibly not going to be the most effective system for you. You're going to have to figure out something to turn that paper into the digital. And that's where the multiple inboxes come in. For sure. And I think it's also important to recognize that a lot of times when capture happens, it happens before you've decided, is this even actionable? Oh, yeah. So having having everything go into a task manager, for example might just be clogging up the system a little bit for you if mm-hmm. if you are, tend to capture a lot of things that end up not being actionable. Yeah. Maybe you don't want those in a task manager. Um, and, and so I, I like what you said about having, you know, multiple inbox and feeling okay about having ephemeral ones too that are valuable now, but don't have to be valuable forevermore. Um, I think the, the key there is probably – uh, and I think this is a David Allenism, who is the author of Getting Things Done, who says, have as many as you need, but no more than that. 
So you're you're meeting the requirement, but not getting into a space where you are superfluous or having to think too much about, well, does this belong in this one or that one? Because I mean, that just becomes wasted effort. Yeah, yeah. There, there, I, there should be no organizing between your inboxes. Um, right. like that, that that's stage three. If you, if you start organizing things and that goes into this inbox and that goes into that inbox, with the exception of my work and my personal stuff, because I like to process those separately. Um, that's why I have two different inboxes on my desk. But I joke, they're inboxes. I have a Bluetooth speaker in the middle of my desk and I put work things on the left side of it and personal things on the right side. But if something goes into the wrong pile, that's totally okay. I'll just, you know, when I go through and, and get, get to step two later, then I'll just move things back to the other side for when I get to that later. Um, you know, and so if stuff goes in the wrong place, that's okay. Um, but usually mm-hmm. I try and say, you know, my inboxes are universal. Um, but right. if, if you're looking at it as this little area between my monitor feet where my Bluetooth speaker is, is my inbox, then, you know, <laughs> it's one inbox, right? I just happen to have two different <laughs> stacks of paper. Uh, right. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where if you're there going, oh, yeah, and, you know, and this is related to this project and that's related to that to that project. I kind of feel like if I'm starting doing that, then there's probably a problem further down in my system somewhere, actually. Uh, that's usually an indicator of that. But, you know, the whole point of capture is just capture it and capture enough information so that when you come back to the clarifying and processing stage later, you're not going to be like, okay, batteries. Mm-hmm. What, like, what, right. what does this actually mean? Like, you need to capture things with relative completeness. So instead of just batteries, it could be smoke alarm batteries. Um, right. Or smoke alarm batteries upstairs. You know, if you want to get specific so that you know that you need new batteries for the smoke alarm that's upstairs. Or you could just go and take the smoke, the bat, the dead battery out of the smoke alarm that's causing it to beep and put it on your desk with a post-it note on it that says upstairs <laughs> or upstairs smoke alarm. Uh, you can capture the physical thing instead of a piece of paper that specifies it. But of course, you know, health and safety first people. Make sure your smoke alarms sure. have got batteries. <laughs> That's right. Use your in-trace responsibly. Um, know your limit and inbox within it. Um, I, I think I, I am famously bad at this, and I, I struggle with it constantly because I, I have this idea that I can capture almost like a bookmark for myself. Like, I'll know what that means later. And then I come back to my inbox and I see Stephen. Great. Like, <laughs> it's like, which Stephen am I actually talking about here? Like, this is why you need you need to add that little bit of extra work on the front end because it's so tempting in the moment. To go, yeah, I'm going to know what Stephen means. Like, imagine yourself 36 hours into the future. Okay, you've just gone through something that looks like an episode of The Terminator. Like, are you really going to remember what you meant from that? Right. Because, okay, maybe your life is not the Terminator, but every so often stuff happens. Um, and, you know, you, you forget things and you get busy with things and you have a dog and children in your case. And in my case, I'm in the middle of trying to move house and I've got stuff in different countries. I'm not going to remember what everything means in five minutes, let alone five hours or five days. Um, though if I'm not processing stuff for five days, I probably have a bigger problem. Yeah, well, there's there's that, but it, it's, but this is a fine line, right? Because you you don't want to fall into the rabbit hole of like totally processing and upsetting, you know, your your capture way of doing. Because to me, capture is is almost sort of two minute rulish in that like a thing comes up, I need to capture it, and then I need to get back to where I was. Mm-hmm. I don't want this capture to take me out of what I was doing. So y- you're right; you need to 
get enough detail in there so that your 36-hour future you is going to know what on earth you were thinking when you wrote this down or typed it out, but not so much that you're like also adding reference material and you're also like defining the project and you're also putting a whole bunch of dates and context to it and so on, because that's, that's what the art of processing is, is kind of for. Yeah, definitely. Though I think for me that the two sort of mini best practices about capture have been to add like a little bit of a via note. Mm-hmm. So if I capture um if I capture the name of a TV show for example I, I as something that I maybe I want to watch or look into or discuss with someone I will write via and who recommended it or mm-hmm. or or where I saw it just so that I have a little bit of context so that if I struggle processing later I have I I I've thrown myself an advanced safety net yeah. of here here here's what can help you process this scotty yeah. here here's where you go look um likewise or 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 just having a link to it too so if i capture something from a website or if i capture something from a slack message or if i capture something from a google document or if i capture something from anything that i can link to maybe just having that link there is really good cuz that can again help my future self process and understand more by giving context without having to do work about that from a capture perspective. Yes, definitely. And I I like to try and make a distinction here. I am not capturing this to the detail where I could hand this off to somebody else to have them do it. I am capturing this to the point where when I circle back to this at the appropriate moment in time, because I'm capturing it because I can't do it right now, um, then I should know what I'm going to do. And there, there is a very big difference between capturing with enough detail to give this to somebody else to deal with versus capturing this with your, your example of, you know, your safety net. I kind of feel it's a bit like a fishing line hooking you back to whatever it is so you can follow it or maybe the string in the labyrinth with the minotaur um, as per the Greek myth where you can you can follow your, your path back and see, oh, right. Yeah. And OK, this is why I captured the word fleabag. That's a television show that was recommended to me to, me to watch or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Side note, I haven't actually seen that show, so I have no idea if it's any good. Um, but um, I keep seeing it advertised and, you know, things like that. Just, you know, adding that information so you know, you know, w- what is going on here uh, instead of just sort of looking at it and going, huh. Like, if, if you capture things and afterwards you're looking at it and you're going, huh, you probably needed a little bit more detail on that capture. Right. And I, th- I there's also... Um I think guideposts around what that level of detail is, depending on the kind of, let's say, flavor of capture that you're doing. So I would say that, you know, capturing meeting notes, for example, is not quite the same as capturing thoughts, is not quite the same as capturing potential actions. Mm -hmm. And, And so having, and this goes back, I guess, a little bit to our, you know, different inboxes, uh, take is, is that, thinking about the kind of capture you're doing and the you know future self intent yeah. of how much processing do i intend to do with this um and therefore you know what inbox is this going in or and with what level of detail do i capture is got to be guided a lot by i think that sort of contextual well, well what is it i'm even capturing here yes Definitely. And this is where I've I've built up some systems. So back when I was using a purely paper-based system, yes, I did that. I had a file of facts. It was cute. Um, I mm-hmm. actually had a series of mini stamps. 
Um, and this was great because I could capture something and then just stamp like a little shopping basket next to it or something, which meant that this is something that I need to, you know, buy, possibly research and buy, but, you know, buying. Um, and of course I could just write buy, but you know, like 19 year old girl, I have a choice between writing the word buy or inking a pretty stamp and stamping a little shopping basket next to it. Why do you think I picked mm-hmm. it? Uh, there was purple ink. Um, <laughs> you know, that's why everything happens in my life. Purple ink. Um, so, um, you know, like building a system where when you capture things, you can easily add your context as necessary. Nowadays, the vast majority of my digital capture is through drafts. And I have the the standard drafts uh, action list on my machine that I use. It's actually a capture one um, where I then just specify, hey, this is a thing that I need to uh, think about buying or something like that. And it just adds like a couple of words to this and it's shorthand. I do not use full sentences necessarily with capture. Um, mm-hmm. It might just say email Scotty agenda um, or it email Scotty agenda app uh, to, use a, to use a recent example um, because I don't need to say Hey, you might want to write an email to Scotty about the agenda app, and you know, like, is is that okay? Um, that doesn't make doesn't necessarily make a huge amount of sense later. But email Scotty agenda is totally fine for future me. Like, I'm fine with that, and then I can just add like tap a button, and drafts will add, you know, action, you know, at action. I actually is what I use, which is something that I need to do, um, and then I can go through and filter all those later, and just send them off to the right places with more detail as required. That's a that's a really good one. And I think this is where um, text replacement is also a really handy little tool mm-hmm. um, because I have a common uh, ways of prefacing uh, quickly captured things as well. So I have read slash review comma space this. And so I'll just type in RVR and boom, that makes read slash review comma space, uh, whatever the thing is going to be. Uh, I also have like research and develop uh, think slash consider, um, write communication to, um, and I use the word communication too, so I don't have to think too much about whether at this point at the capture phase, I don't have to think too much about, well, is this a Slack message, an email, an mm-hmm. instant message, uh, a carrier pigeon, uh, all those various different things. Um, and, and in that way, I've, it makes my future processing a little bit easier because, if I want, I can sort by all of these little sort of short code prefaces, um, or I can just, you know, just quickly scanning, know what those things are probably going to be about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I really like your example there, specifically using the generic term communicate versus getting into the specifics. I mean, I generally use email because to me, that's how I communicate with most people. But when I get around to it, it might not actually be emailing somebody um and so i should possibly consider changing that but at the same time it works um and i'm capturing the things that i need to capture when i need to capture them and throwing them into the system where they can then get processed next step um so that i can i can deal with them so so that works for me communication is as they say a multi-dimensional array well there we go um thanks um I, I like what you said about drafts as well. And I think URL schemes, uh, shortcuts, great automation tools, generally. <laughs> automation in general, right? So thinking about ways to make the capture process easy for you to do, I think it's like setting yourself up to be able to capture yeah. is such a valuable 
um, bit of thinking and designing work to do. Um, because then when you're in the game, you don't have to think about how you're playing it. Mm-hmm. You already have yeah. rules for yourself. Yeah. Um, and so setting that up uh, with the myriad inboxes and options and so on. Uh, drafts is a great, is a great example. Uh, shortcuts is another, uh, are there any other sort of thoughts about how to, how to grease the wheels a little bit where, where it comes to making capture for future you easy to do? Yeah. So I would definitely suggest, I mean, we mentioned this at the top that you probably need multiple inboxes. You've got to realize where stuff is coming from. Because to start with, when you first start with Capture, you're probably going to sit down, you know, with a piece of paper and write a ton of stuff down and be like, whoa, that's a lot of things. And then you realize how much stuff is coming at you every day. And so, for example, um, I get a lot of stuff come at me via email. And so I picked Airmail because it has actions built into it that allow me to capture that email and send it somewhere else, be that OmniFocus or Drafts or whatever. Um, and so picking apps or systems that will allow you to easily capture the things that come up, come at you from whatever other systems you're already using is crucial for me. Now, of course, I could mm-hmm. say uh, have a system where I start things and then Zapier looks for it and saves it into OmniFocus or something for me. But I don't necessarily want to have to you know, work around things. Um, and I can't tell people, hey, please don't email me this stuff. I mean, I could try, but let's be honest, it's not going to happen. Changing other people's behavior is really difficult. So sometimes you just have mm-hmm. to sort of look at, okay, where is this stuff going to come from? Is it coming through Slack? Is it coming through email? Is it coming via carrier pigeon where we then also have to clean up, you know, the mess because pigeon poop? Um, you know, like, how is this stuff coming at me? Okay, assuming that this remains the status quo, how can I easily capture this information? You know, do do I need to set up a, a dove cut where the, the carrier pigeons can, you know, sit and have a nap before they fly home? Or do I need to pick an email app? Or do I need to possibly set up a dedicated email address for Basecamp and Reich and three other different systems that I'm using where emails me tasks that I'm assigned so that I can have this automatically captured in one place where it's not mm-hmm. also the place where I'm going to go and email other people from. It's just, it's pure inbox email address, which is a, a fun way of thinking of things. Right. Grant me the serenity to accept the poop I cannot change in the inboxes to manage the difference. <laughs> exactly. I, I I like that idea of being aware and taking the time to just sort of scan your horizons and being aware of, yeah, where, where does work come from that I'm going to be capturing it from? And how do I, and, and how do I set myself up to be able to capture that well? So that if I do a good capture, I can move into the next phase of clarifying or processing, which we will conquer in a future episode. But 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 ma- making sure that we're setting the stage for that effectively, mm-hmm. based on the way your work happens. Yes, exactly. Um, and I mean, to start with, it's really tempting to say, "Oh, wow! If I could just get people to stop slacking me stuff to do and send it via email instead, then I could eliminate an inbox." Well, to start with, you really have to just accept that status quo. Like later, once you've established habits and so on, if it's really still causing you issues, then you can you can say to people, okay, hey, like I'm really struggling to capture things that you send me by Slack. Could we keep this as a one-to-one communication and you send me tasks by email so that I can more effectively stay on top of this? Um, you know, you, you can look at doing things like that. Um, but to start with, you've really just got to take it as it is because you know life is always going to throw you a curveball so it's good to be able to adapt to the beginning so that you're not quite so set in your ways later 
says the person who now pretty much exclusively captures things on paper in purple ink uh, when it's paper based. <laughs> but with a purple shopping cart icon next uh, to it. I actually lost perhaps. those stamps years ago. I'm kind of sad about that. I might have to look for some, Honestly. but I, I don't capture so many things on paper anymore, um, which is okay um, because I have a great digital system, which works really well for me. But I think there's something to be said about this though. Like all, all joking aside, I think um, making future processing sort of joyful by putting neat little notes to future self in, in capture mode is valuable. Yeah. Uh, writing, capturing things in sort of a neat little cheeky or funny way um, so that you know what you mean, but also are giving your future self a little bit of a smile. Um, it, it's it's great to be tactically clear, but I think it's also it's also value to think about how will I enjoy process and later and how do I set up my capture to make that, you know, make that possible so that I will not break my system later by looking at this stuff I've captured and just go, oh, yeah, gross. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes you're you're still going to look at something that you've captured and you go, because you capture something that you have to do and you really don't want to do it. Right. And that's okay. But, you know, adding a little bit of fun to your system where possible. So in my case, that's fancy fountain pens and pretty paper and stuff like that uh, for when I'm capturing things on paper. And I do have days where even though I could just open drafts and capture it there, I capture it on paper instead because I want to have the fun of picking up the pretty pen. And it's a little bit different to what I do day to day with the keyboard. And, you know, that works for me. Um, the, the key is what finding what works for you. Right. And being, pur- and being purposeful about that. So if, if you find that more purpose happens when you grab a pen and a paper as, and, and turn away from the keyboard, then do that. If yeah. you find that, you know, that's a distraction and, and capturing in a certain way by typing, then, then do that. You know, honor what works for you and, and be mindful that you're capturing on purpose and not by accident. Yeah. Fitting capture into your day appropriately is the biggest part. You know, if you fit it in so that you automatically, you know, when you do certain actions, it, you know, your phone then pops up and says, hey, is there anything you need to capture? And you can be like, oh, yeah, I actually need to do this, do that and do the other thing. And that, you know, splits that up and saves that into whatever the appropriate inbox is. I use shortcuts to do this when I open specific apps, um, which kind of prompts me to spend a little less time in those apps because it seems like Apollo, the Reddit app and Instagram. It's like, hey, do you need to capture something for OmniFocus? And I'm like, oh, yeah, actually, I do. Um, or I just tap <laughs> OK and it it just goes and it it's, doesn't do anything if there's nothing in the box. Um, but, you know, I've set that up so that's become a part of my day. And, you know, I have regular times. I sit down when I start work in the morning and I, I capture things and I review my review my, my list of things that I or, have already assigned to myself to do and check that that's still doable but i've integrated it into my day so you know when i start work after i come back from lunch at the end of the day i do leave things in my inbox for tomorrow morning me and that's okay i'm i'm totally okay with that because i built my system over the years there you go and that's and that's just it get yourself to a place of being totally okay with that and you're winning yeah yeah and if you are feeling like oh, i don't know if i should capture this capture it <laughs> Capture it. Yeah, yeah. that's right. You, you can get rid of it in the next step, clarifying and processing. Like, that's okay. But if you're on the fence about capturing something, err on the side of capturing, definitely. That's right. Deletion is a keystroke away, and there's a whole step that we can talk about in a future episode when we talk about processing about that. Yeah.
So maybe that's where we wind up our uh, chat for today. I think so. This has been great. Yeah. Thanks, Rose. I've enjoyed capturing this content with you, Scotty. Yes, we've we've got okay, that's right. My my <laughs> That's very meta. That's a meta moment. Um, Rosemary Orchard, where can people find out more about you on the internet? Uh, you can find out all about me over at rosemaryorchard.com, where you can also find links to my profiles on Twitter and so on. Scotty, where could people find you? People can find me at heyscottyj.com or by the same name on Twitter and Instagram. And people can find us at nestedfolderspodcast.com, where we have our entire back catalog of episodes available for everyone. We love everyone's feedback on our feedback form. Uh, and you can tweet with us at Nested Folders. Yes, and we've had some great feedback there too recently. So if, you, if you've been on the fence about sending us feedback, capture that and send it to us. We look forward to hearing it. We read every bit of it, and we, we really appreciate our listeners taking the time to, to let us know what you like, what you don't, how we could be better, how we could be worse, all the things. Yes, and also how much more purple we can add to our episodes. That's right. And what kind of iconography that purple should find itself into? Definitely chocolate.